Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell. Tyler's on the board. Y'all know the deal. Let's get started. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good you quick need, one. Do y'all like that quick one? I do, too. I yeah. like that. Uh, you need to start saying How to Barbecue Right podcast sponsored by... Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Blue Plate Mayonnaise. <laughs> it's the mayonnaise of choice in the South. And of how to barbecue and right. And of how to barbecue right. The official mayonnaise. When are we going to get like right. a sign or something? Do we do we get a sign? <laughs> Hopefully. I know we, we got we some shirts on the way. Cheryl, yeah. could you get some stickers? Who is it we use? Like sticker junkie or something like sticker that? Sticker mule. Sticker mule? Yeah. Mule. Yeah. Surely, I mean, we can just slap a blue plate right there. <laughs> hang Mardi Gras beads everywhere. Heck yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Heck yeah. Do a whole New Orleans vibe in here. That's right. You need to make me like a blue and yellow How to Barbecue Right shirt. (laughs) It's like (laughs) blue plate colors, but it's How to Barbecue Right logo on it. And then on the sleeve, you could put sleeve. You could put like blue plate. Um, That'd be an easy shirt to make. Yeah, that would be. Who wouldn't want to rock a mayonnaise shirt? Do you even mayonnaise, bro? <laughs> I have some, and my wife won't let me wear them anywhere. Mayonnaise shirt? <laughs> She's like, why not, not do it? Yeah, well, you're, you're automatically weird if you have a mayonnaise. <laughs> hey, but hey, I'm weird with it, though. Why not? She's like, you look like that guy that sticks his whole head in the mayonnaise and comes up and like covered in mayonnaise. I was like, no. Ugh. Um, maybe the, like the grand opening celebration we do. This will, this will be the third annual this year. We can do mayo wrestling. Mayo wrestling. You think Blue Plate would send us <laughs> enough mayonnaise to, to wrestle in a kiddie pool? <laughs> <laughs> That's a. I mean, that could be a thing. They do barbecue they do sauce barbecue wrestling. Sauce wrestling in Memphis, MA. Yeah, we just need. So we could get one of those pools okay. that like the blow up rings. <laughs> and I'm thinking it's just a mayo fight to death. Who oh could get pinned in the mayo? It would be so greasy and nasty, and just oh, you'd have to. I don't even know. I wouldn't want somebody to come inside after that. I know. And what happens if it rains? You got a dunk tank where you dunk them in the greasy (laughs) tank. And you got mayonnaise floating in the water. I don't want to run the booth, but I'll run the camera for (laughs) sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, This Saturday, we have our Palmer Home home event. This is talking about it. VIP event. VIP event. We've got the hogs is, should be here any minute. Mark's been talking this hog up. Like we've got, um, this is, a buddy, it's actually one of our wholesalers, but he's a hog. He's a, he raises hogs and sells all kinds of stuff out. And, and we'll have, I'll get the name and tell everybody what that is next podcast because I did not come prepared. But I'm excited to see what this hog tastes like. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a 139 pounds. That's what Mark told me. Jake. Fresh, never frozen. Backbone is out. All we got to do is prep it up and get it on the big hoss pit. And Jay's in route with the big hoss bit. We're fixing to cook a stick burner hog for our pig picking. I, I'm excited about this hog. Like, that should be good. I really like this style that y'all are about to cook. You know, that's my favorite style. Seven, of hog. eight hours tops for yeah. a whole for a hundred forty pound pig. But it's it's not all the um it's not the competition side. Yeah, style. no, we're doing the eating. This is a pig picking yeah. hog. Competition style. You can eat it from. The rooter to the tutor. It's going to all be good. <laughs> I like that kind. Yeah. It's vinegar and... Salt. I mean, th- th- so when we put this one on, it's just going to be salt. We're going to inject it, of course, put some flavor on the inside of it. But it's just going to get salt, and the skin's going to get crispy, and you can eat the skin. It's going to be like a crackling. And then we'll put some rub and glaze it, 
the meat side and bark it up at the very end. But the whole cooking process is the old school uh, brick pit style, like they cook in Carolina's hog. Yeah. And that's what we're going for. So it's going to be really good eating hog. So do you mean run you through or run everyone through the timeline of events tomorrow? Uh, you can. I mean, you don't just make a lot of people mad because they can't be here. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> so it starts off at 9 a.m. with Bloody Marys and breakfast. which Morningwood Bloody Marys? Morningwood Bloody Marys. Breakfast, which is going to be smoked ham biscuits with the fixings. Mm. And then we kind of start with the whole hog. Yep. Briskets from the butcher shop. Wagyu briskets. We're doing a couple of those. We are doing competition-style briskets, and then we're doing extra special burn-ins. Um, and that's for lunch. The wingman, Mikey, is doing his competition wing recipe, and I'm looking forward to those, too. Those are some good-eating wings. We're busting out the nacho machine. Nacho machine, will be, or frying pork rinds. <laughs> Fresh pork rinds, <laughs> peanut oil fried, seasoned with a little, your choice, AP, or... Hot barbecue rub, or whatever rub you really want to sprinkle on them. I like the AP myself. But those are served, you know what those are served with? Pimento cheese. <laughs> and smoke and sausage and spicy garlic pickles. It makes this little like appetizer that'll just, it's a, it, it, it's worth the price of admission. Hot and fresh pork <laughs> rinds with a good pimento and cheese. Yeah. It's one of the Don't likes. knock that till you try it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I discovered that eating it at the Jack, because we were there was a guy, it was a pork rind guy there selling, you know, the big clear bag of fresh pork rinds, and there was a little store up there in Lynchburg. It's like just a little, almost convenient type. I don't even know if they have a gas station, but it's not a grocery store. But they had a lot of groceries in there. They had fresh uh, white cheddar jalapeno pimento cheese. Some of the, and don't get me wrong. You make awesome pimento cheese, but there was something about that white cheddar pimento jalapeno pepper pimento they cheese. They made it in that store. In the store. Yeah. And we was eating it with those pork rinds. And so we started saying, you know, there's people that do, what do they call it? Redneck sushi, where it's like a cracker, a smoked sausage with pimento cheese on it. And I said, we're taking this to another level. <laughs> pork rind for the cracker. White cheddar, I don't know, tomorrow we're probably just making regular oh, pimento cheese. Oh, it's three different kinds of pimento cheese. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, you're getting fancy on this. <laughs> pimento cheese, country please and smoked sausage, spicy garlic, or sweet fire pickle. Either, either one of those go great with it. And it's like a one bite. Dude, you got a one bite challenge. That's a hard one to beat. It is. It's kind of messy. It doesn't stay together really uh, well, but if you can get it all in one bite. Yeah, you got to get the right pork rinds. You can't just have the... Little ones that you get in a bag. It's got to be a man-sized pork rind that you fry yourself. Man, they're so good. You can get those pork. Um, so where do you get your pork rinds? There's this company. I don't know. Maybe Carolina's where they're at. I, don't, I really don't know what state they're in because I didn't look, but it's called American Skins. And Google it. And when you Google it, there ain't much there. <laughs> like it shows you their products they have, but you can't order them. You got to call. And they don't have, I mean, I think they still run like a fax machine. They may have the one that's got the like, the little box where you put the the rotary phone on it. And yes. That's how you. That's <laughs> how you, you get your order in. But you call them, and then somebody will take your order, and they'll ship it right to you. They sell three different sizes. They sell different stuff. They they sell these little bacon crackling things. I've never tried them. I've only only ordered the pork rinds, pork pellets they call them. But they fry in, in seconds. I mean, you just get them in hot oil, and you can't do too many at a time because they expand as they hit the oil, and you don't want to overcrowd them. I guess we had a big vat you were doing them, but we just do it in a basket. They're simple to cook. 30, 
30 seconds to one minute is plenty. They pop and they blow up and they start out as these little dehydrated strips of pork and it just turns into this beautiful pork rind. And as soon as you take them out of the grease, they're still crackling and popping a little and that's when you season them and it just draws it in. Man, they're good. Fresh um, pork rinds better than store-bought Oh, all hands down. It's like a whole different world. whole different ball game, yeah. It's probably a silly question. What seasoning do you put on them? I like I like AP, but I've had them. I mean, the hot bar, hot, bar, hot barbecue rub's good on them. Um, the barbecue rub, I, I'm not a fan of them being really sweet, mm-hmm. so I kind of stay away from the sweet rubs. But they do sell a salt and vinegar seasoning that goes on them that's really good. But you could put anything really. You could you could do whatever you wanted to. You could buy, hey, the Gringo would be good on them. Yeah. I uh, like them. You, probably do, the cage, you could probably do King Crawl. I've never tried that. But Ooh, I bet that would be good. Mm-hmm. We're going to set it all out. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be there when they, when they come out of the grease. You can, here's your tray of pork rinds. Season them however you would like. Tell, do all of them. Yeah. See, what, see which one you think is the best. I'd love to find a way to sell those, but there's really, when you, got, when you buy them from American Skins, it's like you got to buy 50 pounds, 25 pounds, 50 pound box. And they just come in a bag in that box and they're greasy. And so what I do is I take like a plastic cup, measure it out. Like how many does it take to make like a pound? And then I'll set me up some Ziploc bags or some food saver bags, put them in there and seal them up. And that way I got smaller packages and they last, they last for a long, I ain't gonna say forever. Cause they, they will, will get, go rancid. They will get yeah. rancid because they're oily. But if you keep them in a cool, dry place, they'll, I imagine they last a year. But give them out to your friends. <laughs> and we're going to send them home with a bunch of pork rinds, too. Already cooked, yeah. yeah. I don't think they'd want to take them home and cook them. They're flying. We got, oh, yeah, already cooked. Yeah. <laughs> so where's the – we have the furthest person coming. Is Netherlands. Tomas from the Netherlands, Whoa. right? Is it the Netherlands? It's something like that's that. That's where he's from. Yeah. That's awesome. a long way to come to pig picking. We, but we got people coming from – is it California or Oregon or somewhere like that? Or, you're, There's a West. Uh, you didn't look at the list. Yeah, it's but, not like everybody from right here. It's yeah. like people are traveling in town. But we've got a lot of. I'm not gonna. You didn't really like the idea of me running through the schedule <laughs> of events, but um, what are we gonna talk about next week after it happens? <laughs> okay, we'll wait till next week. So <laughs> tell you how good it was. We yeah. have a lot of. Let's food make sure our schedule works. Like you got yeah. pipe dreams there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is gonna work. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. What time is Tennessee? play georgia because that's because we're gonna put that on right yeah i really want to i really want to see that game well you'll see bits and pieces everybody's betting on tennessee i I watched this thing on it i think the line's like georgia minus eight now which Hmm. i don't know how they got bumped to number three and they just bumped tennessee all the way up this is gonna be like i think i think it's gonna be Vegas is fixing to make some money off some folks. <laughs> I was betting I'd, I'd, I'd lay them eight points all day long. Take Georgia at home. They're fixing us. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Tennessee's got a great quarterback. They're fun to watch. That Alabama-Tennessee game is one of the best games I've seen in college football in a long time. But Georgia's probably fixing to stomp Tennessee this week. You think weekend. so? I, I you think, think Tennessee's that good? Uh, I don't know. I don't think Georgia's yeah, that good. Yeah. What's their record right now, Tennessee? They're undefeated. They're both undefeated. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. scary. Yeah, they're both going in undefeated. So, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's two thirty Saturday. So, yeah, we'll have it on. I'll watch that one. You'll you'll see highlights, but you're cooking a hog. Yeah. 
Oh, the hog will be done way before then. <laughs> what time does the hog get on? We're going to be eating the hog about the time that game kicks off. Okay. So it's going to be like, everybody be quiet. Y'all enjoy this hog. <laughs> Watch. Silence. <laughs> no, we can all talk stuff. We ain't got to be quiet. So today I was going to talk to you about turkeys. It's that time. Is it too soon to start preparing for your turkey? No, cooking? you better go ahead and buy them now because there's everybody's talking. There's a turkey shortage. And I did notice. I said that last year. I did notice, though. I was in Kroger and... I was in Kroger when our when um, two weeks ago when I was looking for the turkey to do the video with, they didn't have any, and we drove several stores. We even ordered one online, but we found one at like Walmart and Cenotopia. They had a bunch. They had a bunch, yeah. but and so Kroger's came in the next week, and they had a bunch. But I went yesterday, and they were slim. Oh, like really? They were. I don't know if people are just doing the right thing, buying them, putting them in the freezer for a week, and then going to take them out and thaw them, but. I would go ahead and get my turkey if I was y'all. I wouldn't. I would not wait till a week before. This is the this is the weekend to buy your turkey because it'll need to be out. Do we put that graphic out? It depends mm-hmm. on how big a turkey you buy, but it'll need to come out of the freezer in the next week, probably. Yeah, we'll probably put that um, graphic out. I'm like, trying to think how social. many days it is to. So a couple the weeks. biggest bird, which is 20 to 24 pounds yeah. is what we had on our chart, needs to move to the fridge Thursday, November 17th. So that's yeah. next Thursday. Is that right? Next, yeah. Next Thursday? No, that's not next Thursday. Two Thursdays. No, two Thursdays. Thursday. So you still got – go ahead and buy them, though. <laughs> Hold that dude in the freezer and then get him out. Do you have any birds in your freezer? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I got one thawing now. I got one in the freezer. And then I got – I think I have a, a, a big boneless breast – that I got from Kevin, those those big man, those those are the best things to cook for Thanksgiving. That's what I'm cooking for Thanksgiving. You're cooking cook. the real turkeys for your recipes. Yeah, the whole turkeys, and then I'm I'm waiting and cooking <laughs> the giant Texas style turkey breast because it's all. I mean, I'm now we I cook, don't feed I, a lot of people at Thanksgiving. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. small. Our family's not very big. Yeah, well, there's six of us, seven of us, and um. We usually don't cook. I mean, we have cooked a lot and of whole turkeys, always cook a whole but it's ham like we thing. do ham. And then I, since I've started doing this turkey breast, I don't think you can beat it. I can't get a whole turkey to be as good as that. And I think it's just because it's a natural turkey. Doesn't have any enhancements to it. It's, I mean, Kevin's getting them from, from some farm and they are fantastic. No waste. I don't know how many. Yeah, there's no waste because you eat every bit of it. There, you don't deal with bones. I even usually I pull the skin, whatever skin's on it, I take it off too, and then I let put enough seasoning and stuff on the outside to where it's, um, you know, kind of makes its own little crust a little bit. It's not a hard crust, but the seasoning and the outside of the turkey by the time the breast gets done, it cooks fast and it's really really juicy and good. Do you put it in a pan and wrap it, or you just wrap it? Uh, typically I wrap it up tight, and that's when I'll take a stick of butter. No pan. No pan. Yeah. No pan. I'll take a stick of butter and cut it in half, and then I'll lay it. Long ways. Yeah, on the bird. But a lot, a lot of times I'll flip it over. Like if I've cooked it, I don't know, I guess that would be skin side up, but I remove the skin. I start it that way. I wrap it. I flip it down like I do some ribs and put that stick of butter over it and let it just kind of go down. And then at the very end, it's juicy. The breast has been in that butter the whole time. It's wrapped up tight, so it's, it's not like getting a lot of air in there, like braising it. It's just really you know, cooking it. And it cooks, I don't know, you can cook one of those in an hour and a half. I mean, they're not, it ain't like it takes forever. You don't brine them or inject them, do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Heck yeah. They're great brining or injected, or both. How many Just pounds? Um, I would say they weigh, 
three to four each okay. breast. Usually it comes two to a pack, and they're about ten, about eight, ten pounds. They're big. They're big. Yeah. There's not much trimming to do. How many people do you think <clears throat> you would feed with one with one of those? How many people would that one feed? Let's if you didn't have the ham to go with it, like you, that's I would your main say. Thing. It'll probably feed eight to ten. It's that much turkey. It's a lot. It's a lot. Do you think by seasoning after you take the turkey skin off that it kind of marries into the turkey a little bit? I think so. It kind of fuses to it. That's what I was talking about. It kind of makes that crust. And then, you know, a lot of times, unless unless you're doing the deep fry action to get that skin right, the skin's not that good. I don't care what you do to it. There's some but, spots on like the very top of the yeah, thing that'll but, get kind of crusty. But the rest of it's just kind of chewy and Floppy. I think by taking that skin off that you get so much more flavor. And you know, that's a good idea. I've never cooked a whole uh de-skinned, like pull his whole jacket <laughs> off <laughs> and rub him. That's I may have to do that sometime. Maybe that's next happens. year's turkey. Yeah. Yeah. It would be easy to pull the skin off. I mean. Yeah. And I've got a couple more ideas um, I'm, probably, I'm definitely gonna come out with another turkey recipe because i got two turkeys one's a thawing out for next week i got another one in the freezer i might do three turkey recipes oh, this year. whoa whoa <laughs> you're gonna be so sick of turkey like you're not even gonna want to eat the breast come thanksgiving it's gonna be can we eat did. pork chops can we just eat mac and cheese we but, i feel like we do so much like holiday cooking before the holidays by the yeah. time thanksgiving rolls around i'm like you don't even want to Where's the spinach dip? <laughs> That's why I like the Egg Bowl night. Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss play Thanksgiving night. Well, I'm usually turkeyed out by then, so we'll go have Thanksgiving, but I'm just getting to the evening because that's when we start doing all the appetizers and the fun stuff. Little cocktail weenies. Little libations, too. <laughs> yeah. You had it right at cocktails. <laughs> um, okay, so turkeys. You need to start thinking about them right now. Yeah, I'd buy you your turkey in- now. Get it ready to get starting thawing out. Uh, buy the big ones. The seventeenth is what you said. Yeah, need to be because you got the seventeenth. Because on those bigger you birds, time to brine. yeah, you got to get you got to think about the brine time too. Which I do like. I don't care if that you- turkey semi little froze when I drop has. it in the brine. That's perfectly fine as long as I can get out the neck that's usually always in there and the giblet bag. If it's still got some ice in it, hey, that's cool. Drop it down in the brine too. It'll keep it cold. Um, I saw the butcher, um, the butcher shop down in Pensacola, yeah. Florida. He's selling fresh turkeys, never frozen. I've never. I don't think I've ever cooked uh-huh. ever. Well, other than a wild turkey, a, a fresh, never froze turkey, because we don't see them in our grocery store. Yeah, I mean, I've always buy the Butterballs or Riversides or you know whatever, whatever at Walmart has. Yeah. Have you ever? Have you? Do you ever remember your parents or any grandparents ever cooking a fresh turkey, not no. froze? I don't. We were know. buying the ones that were on sale. Yeah. I mean, turkey's always cheap. Just I don't know if it's cheap. It's not cheap this year, but most of the time they're going to supermarkets going to run them. You know, thirty nine, forty nine cents a pound. Um, Roseburg. Somebody always asks every year, or a bunch of people always ask, because they um, when you buy a frozen turkey in the store, it says pre-packed with a solution of salt mm. or whatever. You know why? Wait. <laughs> well, two two reasons, and these aren't, you know, certified from like the turkey board or nothing. <laughs> two reasons why they do that. One is because they add extra weight to it. That turkey weighs more, thus it's going to burn a 
higher price. You're going to make more money off selling you some water and some salt. The second reason is turkey don't have any taste. So they're helping. <clears throat> Especially those farm raised. Yeah. The, turkey just don't have. It's bland. It's neutral. It just doesn't have. It doesn't taste like hardly anything. And so they, if they go ahead and put some salt in it, salt solution, it's helping out people that don't know how to season or don't know how to cook one. <laughs> they're hoping that, well, they can say, well, this turkey, their chances are it's going to taste better if they'll do that. So that's, that's the whole thinking behind it. Same thing with pork. That's why they enhance yeah. pork like that. Pork's fairly neutral too. And if they'll go ahead and put some salt in it, they're getting the the weight from the solution they put in it. Plus it's given some flavor. So people are likely to cook it, have a good experience and buy it again. Do you also think it has a preservative aspect to it? Probably so to Maybe some, some it. point. It, well, one, it'll, you know, it helps make it a little bit more tender. That salt solution helps tenderize it. Some, um, it gives it more flavor. It, you know, probably does make it last a little bit longer because of the salt in there as opposed to just a fresh piece of, you know, frozen bird or whatever. So the question that everybody asks is, my bird says it's pre pre brined yeah. is what they call it. Should I still brine I, it every time? They always say I don't want it to be too salty. Have you ever had one that was too salty? <laughs> like because you brined it? <laughs> I've never had that happen ever. Bring me the now. You salty might bird. get it too salty on the outside, but you're not going to from a brine. Well, for one thing, when you brine it, it's not going to go to an overly saturated salt. It, the brining process is going neutral. It's going to make the concentration on the outside. It's trying to make the concentration on the outside equal to what the concentration is on the inside. It does that osmosis effect. And so it's going to stabilize out. And unless you just had like salt packed or something like that, I could see it maybe doing it. But if it's in appropriate amount of water, salt and sugar, it's just going to go stabilize it. And that's all that's going to be in there. I don't think you would get it too salty or too. Probably, what if you left it in there three weeks? I don't know. But your turkey's probably going to go bad before. We're just talking yeah. 24 hours for an 8 to 12 pound bird and then maybe 48 hours for anything larger up to, you know, 24 pounds. And don't, oh, I mean, I don't even, <laughs> cooking them that big, why are you, those are pterodactyls. <laughs> why are you trying to cook a 24 pound turkey? Cook two smaller turkeys. Your cook will be faster. The meat will cook more even. And they're easier to manage if you need more turkey. But always brine. Always brine. Always brine if you have the time. And then... Inject. I always inject too, and I don't. I don't show that in a lot of videos. I may have some where yeah, I brine and well. inject. But if you want the best bird, brine and inject it. I'm going to do that with my next one, the next video. I'm going to have a brine and an injection in it. And I don't think I think I'm going to change my brine up because I've been using just our bird brine, but I'm going to show the old fashioned sweet tea brine. Are you going to still mm. add bird brine to sweet? Yeah, tea? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's you just still need water salt. element. Yeah. You're just getting, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's an old school one and it's really good. And I, I, there was this guy that did sports talks radio, the rain man, uh, what was his name? John Rainey. <clears throat> and he, every year we always listen to sports talk, you know, listen to SEC and all that stuff growing up talking about ball games. But before Thanksgiving, before the egg bowl, he would start talking about his family Turkey recipe and it was a sweet tea brine. So I tried it one year and I was like, you know what? It's different. But it makes sense because you're getting the sugar from the sweet tea in with the saltiness that you're adding to the brine, and the stain of the tea doesn't do anything to it. I mean, that doesn't really matter. But I think it's just the sugar that's in it yeah. that makes it good. And can you pick up any of the tea? I don't think I could pick that out. But it does make a juicy, um, you know, flavorful bird. So I think that'll be a good little recipe to show. 
Um, do you buy the tea? Do you make the tea? Oh, you could do either one. I mean, I'm probably just going to go two gallons of Milo's and roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so seasoning the bird. Once you've brined it, injected it, what's your thoughts on seasoning? Um, it depends. See, that's where that's where you can change the way that turkey's going to taste a lot. Um, I love smoked turkey. Don't get me wrong. I think smoked turkey is the best way to cook one uh, because it's – you get that little hint of smoke flavor in it. The meat stays juicy, and the dark meat isn't so dark. It it almost takes on like a ham like flavor and texture. Yeah. Uh, when you smoke a turkey, as opposed to frying it or oven roasting it, because then it just turns into dark meat turkey, and it's not good. So you could eat dark meat turkey on a smoked turkey. Yeah. That's why I like the smoked turkey too. I think it's juicier. I think it's juicier. I think it's juicier, more flavorful. But I, I mean, if you want to do like a, a barbecue bird, hey, use barbecue rub. You want to do? I mean, I love Cajun turkey, so I'll often use Cajun type seasonings on the outside. But the classic is and one of my go tos that when we used to do turkey fundraisers was salt, garlic powder, and poultry seasoning. That was all we would put in, or granulated garlic, not garlic powder, because you don't want it to clump. Yeah. But it makes a that Norman Rockwell style bird recipe I yeah. did. It gives it that crust. Where it still looks golden, like you've basted it with butter almost, or the old syringe bulb thing yeah, that, yeah. Gran- that Granny would use. Yeah, that's what that turkey looks like. It has it doesn't you could you wouldn't say oh that was a smoked turkey because it doesn't look smoke. It looks perfectly like roasted in perfection, but it gives that essence of smoke. And I like that too. I like that golden bird. So I think that if you <clears> use a seasoning that has a lot of color in it, like a paprika yeah. and stuff like that, if you don't get it just right laid on that bird, you know, seasoned on that bird, if you get too much on the top and not any on the sides. When it comes out, it it's, looks yeah. bad. I get you because yeah. it's, it's splotchy. splotchy. It can be splotchy yeah. looking. It tastes good. Yeah, it tastes good, but yeah, I, and I, it is, and it's like on a it's bigger hard bird. To season it even. It is hard to season it because you really need to start with the turkey on its sides and do the sides first. Yeah, and then lay it over, and then overlap it on the breast, and then not move it. Get it on a rack where you can pick it up, because every time you touch it, it's going to leave fingerprints. It's going to take some of that seasoning off, and you want it to be. I mean, to me, a whole turkey is really like a centerpiece of a holiday table. People aren't cooking them because turkey's great, but it's just what you cook it. It's yeah. what you cook at Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, it really is. What Think of what other time of year do you cook turkey? Now, you eat a lot of turkey sandwiches and a lot of, yeah. you know, maybe smoke turkey legs at fairs and things like that, but you don't cook turkey, like, in the whole form any other time than Thanksgiving, usually. And so that's why I think it needs to, you need to worry about the appearance of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want it to taste good, of course, but I also want it to look good because you put it out on the table and. I mean, I think, you know, if you're really wanting to make people think you've done something great, cook you a turkey that just to look good and set it out on the table and then say, oh, I cooked and then bring out a platter that you've cut just the breast or whatever. You've cooked yeah. one spatchcock and you control it and you bring that out all cut up and serve that and the other one's just sitting there for looks. <laughs> that's the dummy turkey, you know. It's kind of how they used to do the whole hogs. Yeah, that's what you did the whole hog. You, know, <laughs> you have you, one to show, one to go. You, yeah, and, and you've cooked all butts or whatever yeah, and that's what yeah. you're serving people or, yeah. Same thinking, though. I mean, when uh, you think of the turkey, though, I think of it like Thanksgiving is a whole bird sitting on a table. Yeah, Norman Rockwell, just yeah, like you said. Yeah, that's, a, that's the image in my head. You open the oven, you there, get the bowl, it, yeah. you baste like, it. Just like the lady did on Christmas Story. 
Yeah. Guys trying to pull a little piece off. And she's <laughs> taking it out and basting it with the thing. He was a turkey junkie. A connoisseur, he said. Turkey connoisseur, yeah. <laughs> really quick, did you guys see that there's a new Christmas story yeah, coming to HBO Max? Uh, He's all grown up and stuff. He goes, Ralphie they, grown up. Uh huh. Kind of. They made a replay. They tried and it wasn't. Yeah, a, 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 a number yeah. two or whatever. And then they did the musical. It's like this one. <laughs> I'm kind of hopeful. This one looks kind of good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, give it a shot. It just worries me because it's like it's a classic. Like it literally plays you for 24 <laughs> hours <laughs> straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much plays. That's for two like months my child. I that's the one. Some of the one things I remember from Christmas is that being on, mm-hmm. like Superstation WTBS, and just playing around the clock. You still use you still quote that movie. I love it. That and Christmas vacation. <laughs> that and Christmas vacation. How come there's no great Thanksgiving movies? Uh, I guess maybe that's what they need to make. What is there? Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's not about Thanksgiving, is it? Yeah. I oh, think is it? Trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Oh, I thought it was Christmas, but I don't know. I hadn't. I haven't been a while since I see. That's a great movie, though. John Candy and Steve Martin. Um. Okay. Stuff John in the cavity. <laughs> stuff in the cavity. <laughs> yeah. Um. Smoke it, yeah, smoking or cooking in the oven, definitely. Frying, no. I don't put anything in there and fry it. What do you stuff the cavity with? I like to use aromatics, um, vegetables, so, or and fruit. So usually I'll get an apple, quarter it up, a big onion, sweet onion, quarter it up, maybe some carrots, definitely some celery, and then I buy like the poultry uh, herb blend, the fresh herbs, which is like uh, rosemary, sage, and thyme. I'll stuff that in there, and I'll take a handful of garlic cloves peeled, throw those in there, and then maybe some peppercorns. You don't really have to do the peppercorns, but by the time you do that, that's a lot of stuff in a cavity. So you know, What's the- but you can throw some uh, citrus fruit if you want to put lemons in there, oranges. They go great. Pretty much anything. And my thinking on that is, so you've got this hole in the turkey, the cavity. So it's just a giant air pocket, and. It's got a lot of cooler air in there because the temperature of the meat above it, all around it on the inside, is way cooler. Because as it's cooking, it's kind of cooking from the outside in. You want to get that temperature in there up, so the more mass you have in there, the more it could heat up and kind of radiate the heat and cook it from the inside too. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm filling up a dead air space, and I'm also picking up some of those flavors. You know, as that onion cooks or that citrus or apples and stuff cook, juices come out of it. Um, you know, steam comes out of it, so it's got flavors, and it flavors it kind of from the inside. Is it a is it a real like drastic flavor change? Probably not, but I mean, in my thinking, it does give it some mass on the inside. It helps, you know, slow down some because it's more mass. It's going to slow the cook down a little bit, which is okay. But you're cooking it more even, so your meat's going to get you know your your white meat's going to cook the same rate as the dark meat. And you that's what you're going for with it. I also like to. Uh, bundle it up a little bit so tie the leg either like some of these turkeys they'll come where the tail vent's been cut off and you can tuck the legs in the skin there if it's still there or some of them have a little uh, plastic thing or a metal thing around the legs to hold them together or you can use butcher twine and then on the wings i always kind of tuck those back to where they stay out of the way so they'll cook and be good too then that's all just you know things that, that make that turkey look good make it cook even do you spatchcock uh when to spatchcock I think spatchcock turkey is excellent um, for large birds, um, for cooking it faster, and for cooking it even. Now, is it as pretty? No. But that's one of those ones if you want to cook extra turkey and you got your showstopper turkey, the whole big 
you know, turkey on the platter that's all garnished up, and then you got your one in the back. That's going to be a spatchcock burgers. Nobody's seeing that one. It's already laid out. The spatchcocking helps it cook super even because you you've flattened it out, and air can flow over it. the 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 leg quarters can cook as fast as the breast and the wings, and it's you know you get a good even coating. It's easy to season. You don't have those spotches because it's laid out. Can you butter baste it easier with a spatchcock? Um, I mean, I don't know about easier, but yeah, you yeah. definitely can. It just it, it just it's easier to get in most smokers. Because it's flat, and you know most of them have different shells, or you just don't have as much room. You can you can get a larger bird in a smaller area if it's laying flat. Um, and also, if it's you know if you've got a big 18, 20 pound bird, when you lay it out, all of a sudden you've you know taken up a lot less room on that grill, and then you've helped it to where that that bigger meat's going to cook at a at a more even rate. So. There's nothing wrong. I, I think spatchcocking is great. I just don't think it looks as good as far as presentation. Yeah, it doesn't. People, when you think of when I think of a Thanksgiving turkey, and I think most people are the same way. They don't think of one laying flat out, all splayed. They think of the big, you know, big giant turkey with two drumsticks sticking off of it. So um, this week you did your smoker fried turkey. That one was an experiment gone 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It and was. I'm glad that I tried that. And I've seen um, other people do yeah, them. Yeah, you didn't create this. this no, 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 no. There's been a bunch yeah. of people do this. and yeah. But, man, they don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed? Like, some of them, they're all burnt up. They're black looking. I'll tell you what they've done. They put too much seasoning on it to begin with. But that turkey was a golden. Like, you talk about a look. God, it was pretty. It was. And it had a crispy, like, light. The skin got extra crispy all the way around it and had a crackle. I mean, it was like you wanted to eat that turkey skin. Even after I sliced it, you were still, man, this is good turkey skin. And then the flavors were, well, I brined it, it for one, really so good. it was juicy turkey. Um, i tell you what I probably could have done was injected it, too, to make it even better. But then I just went, like, light cooking spray on the outside. Let, well, I let it air dry. That's a trick, too. you got to do that to your turkeys. Even when you've got, that's another thing we could put on the turkey tips. Was when it comes oh, out of the brine, you've to got to go. give it out to a couple hours in the refrigerator to air dry. That's a good idea. Then you're ready to work on it. So it's like a out of freezer, in the brine, out of brine and refrigerate, then cook. That's the way, that's the steps. But what that does is it makes you it helps your skin get even crispier. It does it with wings. It does it with any kind of chicken. To let it sit out and get get a pepper towel and get all the moisture off, and then the air in the refrigerator. I guess there's always some air moving, and it just helps it dry. Why Why does that make it crispy? Do you know? Um, I is guess it, it just gets the moisture off of it because yeah. the more moisture you get off of it, the the better chance it is for that skin to kind of fry and sizzle a little as it cooks. I guess. And so that's what the water's does. a barrier, yeah, maybe. Water, yeah, and it's just more. It's just yeah. It's not going to let it. It's hold moisture in it, so it can't get crispy. But when you do, when you Put heat on that. It's got to steam it off first, and that's kind of keeping it soggy yeah, or you yeah. know chewy. But when you take the moisture off of it and you get it completely dry, then you put another layer of fat on it, like I do with a cooking spray or rubbing it down with oil. It'll kind of help it fry and get get crispy. And you can achieve that somewhat on a pellet grill. Now it's harder to do. It's harder to do on more traditional smokers just because the heat isn't moving as much air. But pellet grills are great about moving air through there because they got that fan system pushing the, you know, 
the heat off the little pellet pots in them, and they're great about it. What about I, just? I'm just curious. What about like an old hickory that has the convection? It does. No, it does. It does pretty good on the skin too. But it's the same concept. That's what it. Makes yeah, it good. It does. It does. It is. Okay. It is because of the convection air in it. Okay. Same thing. It and it gets that effect. Um, you know, if you do it on a drum or any other kind of pit or egg or something like that, that skin's harder to get crispy. Because all you're doing is hammer it with heat. Doesn't really have the airflow. So if you had a way to put convection on one of those pits, it would move a lot more air, and it would blend it and probably dry it out more and let gotcha. it let it get crispy. That's kind of a downfall on some of those pits. They'll dry stuff out. But in this case, you want it to dry out the outside so that air helps. So, gotcha. so I, I lightly hit it with, like, Pam cooking spray. You could use whatever you want. You could use duck fat. If you got a favorite cooking spray, if you wanted to use oil, use that. Hit it with salt, pepper, and garlic, which was the AP. Um, that would have been really good too with just that salt, granulated garlic, and poultry herbs because it's not going to burn up either and it's not going to mess your oil up. Yeah. The reason why I didn't do like barbecue seasoning or Cajun seasoning or any other seasoning on you know on the bird that had different things in it because I didn't I knew I was going to deep fry this and I didn't want to transfer those seasonings off into the oil, let them burn, and then them mess my oil up. Yeah. And I can't use it for anything but frying a few turkeys. At this point, I can still use this oil if I wanted to fry pork rinds in it, if I wanted to, you know, cook chicken wings, whatever. It's still good oil for that. And it helped the bird look really pretty. It helped the bird look really pretty. So I took it to, I put it on the pit at 275. I smoked it with some pecan wood, some flavor. Um, I set my, I put my Thermoworks dot alarm in like the thickest part of the breast and watched it until it was like 150-ish degrees. I think it got to like 153 by the time I got it off. So that left me a little over 10 degrees to get the done in the breast. You want it 165. Now, if I'm smoking one and I'm pacing that cook out, I'm going to stop it at 160 and let it carry over to 165. But at this point, I knew that when I drop it in this 350-degree oil, it's going to be rocking the skin on the outside. It's going to be cooking it fast on the inside. It's not going to take long. And so is it overkill to smoke and to get all this oil hot for one turkey? Maybe so if you're just doing one, but the great thing about it is you can use that oil over and over if you don't put too much seasoning on that bird. I don't think it's overkill for Thanksgiving. Yeah, for Thanksgiving it's not, yeah. right? You, do, you want something out. special anyway. Yeah. So once that bird hit 153, I took it out of the smoker and had to put my little turkey hanging rod in there that you lifted in and out of the grease with. So I just ran it through the neck and I because I wanted to drop it down breast first. That's the biggest part. I want that down in the oil. I know that's the densest meat. And the legs, you know, if they're sticking up a little bit, that's okay because that meat's already drawback anyway. Yeah. And you always want to make sure that you're following the directions on your turkey frying pot. I'm not an expert at that. <laughs> you know, have a fire extinguisher handy. Make sure you don't have the appropriate amount of oil in there. You're lowering it down. It don't bubble out. Uh, I saw some people recommend shut the flame off when you drop, drop it, it in. That's probably a great idea. I didn't do that. <laughs> Probably a great idea. Wear you some safety Crocs. So, and hopefully grease won't go down in them. How's your pinky toe? Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's still wiggling. It did, it did get, I did feel a little heat on it, but it wasn't hot. Like It didn't hurt me or anything. I just thought that was fun. It'll get your attention. I will yeah. say that. But so what I did is I let the moisture drain out of that turkey because it's always going to have some moisture in that cavity. Once I turned it up right on the hanger and set it on the board, and then I slowly lowered it down into the peanut oil. You, you let it set for like you don't want yeah, just a few minutes. It lost like a degree. Five minutes maybe. Yeah, I, we were just waiting on the oil to get exactly three fifty. That's where I wanted it. I, I used peanut oil. 
I think that five minute rest was yeah. good to let that moisture yeah. drain. I think so too, because a lot of it came out. A lot of yeah. moisture was in that cavity. A lot of it came out. I didn't want that in my oil. That's what can cause you when you mix water or moisture with like all of a sudden with grease, hot grease, it could come up and out. Now that moisture is eventually going to come out of that turkey anyway, but in that oil. But you want to do it slowly because it ain't such a change on it. But I think that was the big thing, just letting it drain some. And you're, even though it drops a few degrees, if it dropped four or five degrees, I didn't care. I probably could have waited and cooked it 30 minutes later. But I think it worked good because I really didn't know how long it was going to take to get the turkey done on the inside and get the skin perfect on the outside. And this was a one-shot deal. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like I had a backup plan. If it worked, it worked. If it didn't, I guess we were just going to show how I messed up yeah. on that video. But I'm telling you, I lowered it down in there, and we and I left my temp probe in it. And at first, I was like, is this going to work? I didn't know if that's going to work or not. But I was thinking, that probe goes up to, I want to say. 500. 500. Yeah. And I said, my oil is 350. Yeah. There's no way. And I put this off in a pit a, a lot of times or on a grill. When that grill, I'll put it in a steak, and the grill's 500 degrees. Yeah. I said, this oil is not going to hurt this probe. So I left it in. And it and worked. that helped me. And it watched it. And of course, I dropped it in. Once I got the turkey down in there. It went back a couple more degrees, and I was like, dang, what's going on here? And you then know? it just stalled. And then it stalled for four minutes. Didn't do anything. I said, well, this ain't, you know, I don't know if it's working or not. And then all of a sudden it started going tick, 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 and it stopped about 163. This was all in like another minute. So we were like five minutes, and I was 163. Another minute, it was like 54, and then boom, 65, get it out. And it was easy. And then when I put, and I didn't know what it was going to look like, honestly. I was like, we put the lid on it. It was frying away. I was nursing my pinky toe. <laughs> and, then, and then, so I got the hook, started pulling it out. And when I saw how golden and brown it was, I was like, jackpot. This is going to be good right here. And so I kind of let it drain a little bit. And then I took it over to the cutting board and laid it on its back. And I showed everybody the back. I was like, look how good. And I didn't even seize it. I didn't do nothing to the back of that turkey. But I've kind of spun it around where you could see it. On the hanger, the back was crispy. The whole, the breast and everything looked good. The wings held on. The legs looked good. I mean, it was a beautiful turkey. It was. And so I laid it on its back again on some butcher paper because I knew it kind of drain a little. Got the hook out of it. And then it, it wasn't there. You I don't know. It. Yeah, as soon as it came out of the grease. Now, that's what you got to do. This is where you can season it. And you could take it whatever flavor you wanted. If you wanted to go King barbecue crawl, bird, perfect. If you want, yeah, oh yeah, I, I think you could go. Man, you could have made up a buffalo sauce and drizzled over it. Ooh, yeah, you could have did. You know, you could have had a barbecue sauce like seasoning and then salsa, drizzle a little salsa. White sauce would have been great over it. You could do all kinds of stuff. I just did Cajun because I like Cajun turkey, so I just sprinkled it with King Crawl. And it did, and that's when I, I think I mentioned it in the video. I said, Popeyes ain't got nothing on me. And that's what it reminded <laughs> me of, that Cajun sparkle, they'd give you to sprinkle on their fried chicken at Popeyes. And I was like, this is dynamite. It is so good. And then when I cut into it, and it was still juicy, and the breast came off, and I just sliced them, and they were slicing perfect. And It was, it was just, like the best of both worlds. It was. It was. A smoked and fried turkey. Is something that everybody needs to try because it's a lot of it's a little bit of work. I mean, I wouldn't say it's hard, but you got to plan it. You got to know you're going to brine it. You got to get your smoker okay. going, you gotta have and then the you got to get your brine rig ready. And so it's a thing. But man, I'm gonna be doing that to chickens, and wings, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I want so to do good. this. I want you to do it for a chicken. 
then season it when it comes out with the buffalo like yeah yeah dry buffalo, buffalo like wing dust like cosmos yeah. wing dust yeah let's serve it with some ranch that'd be dressing. really good it'd <laughs> <laughs> be good um so i'm thinking what do you think the breast would be like the boneless the whole big giant breast you don't if you'd have to leave the skin on it so i used to buy these butterball and this is when i would be cheating for something there would be butterball had these deep fried turkey breasts that you could buy at sam's and they come in a cry vac, and I guess they had been cooked, deep fried. They weren't really seasoned or anything. And then I would warm them up on the pit, almost like you do spiral hams. You know, you just it's a fully cooked ham, it's fully cooked turkey breast. Oh, you know, it's ready to like open and slice and make sandwiches. But I said, what if we warm this breast up, deep fried turkey breast, put some rub on it, warm it up, and it get kind of crispy again, and put some butter in there. Yeah. And people thought I was like the turkey breast king. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm just buying them already cooked. <laughs> this is nothing to it, you know, nothing to it. It's easy. I had my family fooled because you couldn't find big, giant turkey breast. And then Kevin started selling these all-natural, farm-raised, Texas-sized, you know, turkey breasts. And that's when I got those, I was like, ooh, this is a different ball game. But what if I smoked and deep-fried one of those? I bet you it would be good, too. Well, Skin on or skin off? Uh, either way, because it's going to get, you know how it gets, like when I pull the skin off and it gets a little crispy right. on the grill, you would just drop it and flash fry it to get that crispiness even more on the outside. I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking if that would. I'm going to try I, I'm willing to try, I'm try it. I just got the turkey experiment. I'm just, you know, you got to try something different every <laughs> You're year. You're into it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, we want, wanted to talk about blue plate. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Um. You also talked about using blue plate as a binder for a turkey. I guarantee it'd work. Why would it not? <laughs> it's the best mayonnaise on it's the planet. The be- yeah, it is the best mayonnaise <laughs> on the planet. I mean, you could. So it works with the. It worked with the Chipotle Ranch wings. Yeah. And it was. You saw what it did to the skin on them. When you yeah. take that. When you take that blue plate, and it doesn't have to be super heavy. You're just going to take it. Open up that blue top on that jar. <laughs> Get you a little basted brush and brush that mayonnaise, that blue plate mayonnaise all over that turkey. And then season it and smoke it. And I don't know. I mean, why not deep fry it after that? Because You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of deep fried turkey because it's always dry. Yeah. Well, the dark meat's horrible on yeah. deep fried turkey. The breast is okay, but most people, it's like, so you got to leave to deep fry a whole turkey. You've got to leave it in there. It's like five to seven minutes per pound of weight. So just a 12-pounder has been in there, you know, well over, yeah. what was that, 35? Well, I don't know. I'm not doing the math like that, but you know what I mean. That's a long time. And maybe an hour. Maybe frying it for an hour, 350. Is that, is that what it would be? Five minutes at, times 12. That's 60 minutes, yeah. That's a long time to a fry. A long time. Surely that, that can't. You gotta, we used to fry them. It was, maybe it's three to five minutes, depending on the bird. But that's still... That's anywhere from 35 minutes to an hour of in 350-degree oil for dark meat. It comes out looking horrible. Three to four minutes per pound. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. Yeah. That's still a long time. You want to deep fry 48 20- minutes. It's anywhere from like 36 to 48 minutes, basically, for a 12-pound bird. A 20-pound turkey takes 60 minutes. Yeah. That's a long time in 350-degree oil. It says minimum. Minimum. And it's not that good. The skin's okay. And yeah, the skin's all right, and the breast is okay, but the rest of it's usually toast. But when you smoke it, and all you're doing is flash frying it and blistering the skin, you do that in five to seven minutes, you know, after you smoke yeah. it. So I think it's just awesome. And you get the flavor of that oil, you know, the fried. That's right. 
I don't know. I'm a big fan. Of but I tell you what, if you the, smoke fry, the smoke fried, me too. I am too. So, any other advice or tips you have for cooking turkeys? Just go ahead and buy your turkey. This is number one tip. Go ahead and get it now. Today, that's what you need to think about today. You're gonna to be taking it out around the 17th or a few days shortly after. Highly recommend a brine. If you want more flavor, go ahead and inject too, and then smoke it if you don't do anything. But if you want to try something different, smoke it and fry it. So yeah, this this is the thing. If you can only do one, smoke method, it. Smoke it. It. Yeah. it beats a it beats an oven roasted turkey. And it beats a regular fried turkey, hands down. And if you're short on space or you want to cook a large bird, go ahead and spatchcock it and then cook you a smaller one just for show. If you don't care about show and you don't care about people seeing you carve it up, just spatchcock it and roll. Because, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest arguments I see out there, like in the community, or even comments on the video is like, well, if you're not spatchcocking it, you're just wasting your time and you're going to cook it more even. It's like, hey, man, I didn't know you was a turkey god. <laughs> there is way more ways to cook, you know. Yeah. Everybody has their own way. Oh, yeah. Everybody has their own preferences. What's your personal favorite? Um, It's now smoke fried. Or smoke fried. fried. <laughs> you just switched. You're team smoke fried, huh? I, I'm not the biggest turkey fan. Yeah. It's okay. I know. I do like your breasts, the breasts that you do. Oh, you know what I like the, the best about that is a good old blue plate turkey mayo sandwich Yeah, yeah. at mm-hmm. the end. That's yeah. when it's good. I wonder how upset people would be if I just, I'm going to need some Wonder Bread to go with my turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I'm just going to make me a turkey sandwich and that's what I'm going to eat. I'm everybody else is eating that. everything else. Lettuce, yeah. tomatoes, maybe that's, some pickles, make it up. Um, So ham. I think that ham gets overlooked at it does. A lot of people don't eat ham for Thanksgiving, I think. We always did. Heck yeah. I think I like ham better than... I, I, well, I, know, I know I like ham. <laughs> <laughs> we used it to makes get a the, better ham, a ham... A leftover ham sandwich with the blue plate makes a good sandwich, too. That's the best. It really is. With some leftover rolls. Yeah. Oh, you're just talking about little mini bites. I don't even yeah. count that as a sandwich. <laughs> that's, that's, just a, that's just a little mini bite. It's the pregame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about a sandwich, <laughs> a building one. I think they're better on the rolls. You think so? Yeah. Ham and the rolls. Yeah, I'm team ham, though. Um, We used to always get honey-baked ham. Yeah. For all the... Since I, I mean... I, and those are okay. Once I started smoking spiral hams, they're every bit... I mean, that's all honey-baked ham is, a spiral yeah. ham. So what they do, they cook a spiral ham, and then they take all this sugar and put it on the outside of it, and they hold a torch on it, and they torch it down. And then they sell it to you for one hundred fifty dollars. How much everyone is? It's ridiculous. Well, yeah. yeah, and I mean, you can throw, you can go get a ham for twenty twenty five bucks probably this year, Kroger, Walmart, wherever you get them. Spiral ham, take them and put them on the smoker. It takes about two hours, two seventy five. Take it out, glaze it, put it back on there. You can put the sugar in the raw in there, let it get crispy and do its thing on the pit. In three hours, you're done, and you've got something way better than a honey baked ham. Mm-hmm. So they're going for right now honey baked ham, bone in, half a ham, anywhere between ninety to a hundred. Wow. And, and that ain't even with free shipping. Is that with free shipping? Or you still pay that's a pickup. Oh, that's a pickup. I think. I don't even yeah. know where I'd pick one. We don't even have a honey baked store close to us, do we? I don't think so. There's something like that up in they, Old Branch. Yeah, is there? They are good. I'm not gonna lie. Honey baked ham is good. Eh. But yours are better. I the way so. you do it's better. I think it's I think the double smoked. Better than honey baked ham is better. Yeah. That's going to be a video. That's going to be a TikTok pretty soon. I've already done one mm-hmm. on YouTube years ago. But How was that? We 
we did one what yesterday? This week, yeah, yeah. this week, but Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, and it turned out amazing. Like, oh yeah, I ate that it's whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't stop. Once <laughs> <laughs> you eat it, you can't stop. Like I gotta stop. <laughs> so how'd you cook your ham? That's it. Take it out of the package at two seventy five. That's it. And make up a, and put it on the grill, and then take it off after two hours. I don't even worry about temping. It's done. I mean, it's, it's done when you put it on. You're just warming it up. People get caught up. I mean, it says you can eat it out of the package. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't leave it out for a week and then open it up. You keep it in the fridge, but it's you can eat it cold. It's but like a hot I, dog. I, yeah, it's like a hot dog. <laughs> it's been hammed. But for two hours, I go two seventy five. Um, usually I use a fruit wood or something, not too heavy because it's been smoked already. You don't need nothing super heavy on it. So I like apple or you know, cherry or something, something on the lighter side. So do you maple. always, do you always do spirals? Uh, not always, but most of the time because they're I don't want to carve it up and they're already ready. I mean, once you open up that spiral ham and I stand it up to where it doesn't fall apart, like standing on its end, wherever the cut side down after two hours, I took like brown sugar. Um, I took a, some maple syrup that we got from our buddy, um, Vermont. Vermont, yeah, Russ and Shout Vermont. Russ. Put some of that in there, probably about a quarter cup of each. I cut me a fresh navel orange in half and squeezed that in there, whisked it up, stuck it in the microwave just to make sure everything was melted. I don't want it super hot. And then I drizzle and brush that all over the outside of that ham after two hours. And then I put me some sugar in the raw, or turbinado sugar, and a dread shaker and shake it all on the outside so it gets all these little sugar crystals all on the outside and I stick it back on the pit, same temp, 275. And as that glaze starts to melt and the sugar starts to caramelize, it just makes this little crust on the outside. It gives a little crunchiness and it's better than honey baked ham. It is. It comes off and then all you do to slice it, I turn it on its side and take like a boning knife or, you know, a little curved fillet knife, go around that little center bone. And then where the ham, you can see the seam, like there's a fat seam that holds those slices together you just hit that seam and go out and back down and one half falls out and then go around the other side and it does the same thing. And you're left with some bone, uh, some meat on the bone at the end where the shank, yeah, yeah, that's, that's some good meat. You can carve it off or you save that bone and make you a big pot of turnip greens for new years or black eyed peas or whatever you want. It's really, really good. Or you could just make ham stock. You can make ham stock. You used to have a method where you use some sort of mustard. I've done that with like mustard as a binder and then season it up a little bit. That works too, but I mean, I don't really, is it necessary? No, because I, once I just started taking them out of the package and putting them on. <laughs> you just want to get it warm yeah. and then glaze it. And they come with the glaze bag. I always throw those away. They just, I don't, I just don't use them. I mean, I'd rather use, put my own sugar and ingredients in there. You could use, I mean, I've seen people do like a Dr. Pepper ham glaze or yeah. You know, a root beer hand glaze. There's different, you know, glazes and stuff you can use. I always use a little fruit juice, like fresh squeezed orange juice, something like that. It makes it really good. You it gives it kind of a holiday flavor if you use the citrus. You get that orangey flavor to go with the sweetness, and the maple syrup was nice in it. I mean, I don't like those ham glaze packs that come with the hands because they got too much of that holiday. All spicy yeah. kind of, yeah, they do. They, there's a lot of uh, clove in it. Yeah. So it's kind of got a strong flavor, and it's kind of has that spice. Like if you like pumpkin spice, you'd probably like those. <laughs> um, you also did one that was like a praline coating. Yeah, that was on a that Pecans. was a carving ham that I did a few years ago. I think I got that ham from. I it was a compart. Was it a compart carving so. ham? I think so. Is it, it was compart Smithfield? I can't remember. That was a good. You used to find those at uh, Sam's, not the compart, but the Smithfield ones. And they. What's a carving ham? 
it was like a ham with no bone, but it was a natural ham. Like they took the whole side of, you know, one half, like the bottom round of the ham off and, and smoked it and hammed it. So it was a lot like a turkey breast. Like once you cook it or once you warm it back up, you slice it from end to end, tip to tip, and every bit of it's usable. There's no bone, no waste. And so it would be great if you're doing a carving station or you just want to do a platter of ham for, you know, for holiday dinner or something yeah. like that. And that was when I, I, it was basically the same kind of glaze. I just added pecans to it. So it was like hams with a crunchy praline pecan top or glaze on the outside. It was, it was really good too, but man, it was rich. Like you talk yeah. ham and then add pralines to it. God, that was a showstopper ham. What other plans do you have? Um, it's just for egg. this next week. Next week. Oh, it's uh hunting season. <laughs> oh yeah. Once I get through tomorrow, hunting season. Y'all may not see me much anymore. Well, I might not be coming back to the I may just be doing a podcast from, you know, the south of here, yeah. yeah. From uh, the stand somewhere. Parts unknown. You're doing another turkey recipe next week, right? Yeah, I've, I've got another turkey. Re- What's your plan for that? Well, I've got you one turkey thawing. It. I've got one turkey thawing, and I've got one turkey in the freezer that I need to. I need probably need to cook them. So I'm going to come out with a couple more turkey recipes. I will do that next week. We've got a bunch of TikToks that we did this week, holiday themed. I did a, ooh, I did a was it six cheese macaroni like mm-hmm. a mac and cheese. That day was good. I did a sausage and sage, sage and sausage dressing. I really like that sausage. Uh, yeah, sage. you did like that yeah. one. I did uh, just a classic, my classic take on a easy deviled egg. And that, then we that did was that. An excellent deviled egg. Michael ate most of those. He loved it. He <laughs> eat deviled eggs. I know. He was like, there was a bacon on top. That's why he liked it. He said, it don't taste real eggy. <laughs> you know why? I had that blue plate ratio right there. <laughs> it's deviled egg, egg yolks. We tried two different ways on the eggs, too, and we, it wasn't about how to cook the proper egg. So we just used an egg cooker that I got for Father's Day, like a seven-egg thing. And then Tyler said he his dad had been cooking them in the air fryer. So we tried both. <laughs> and it probably would have been better in the air. I don't think we read the directions on how to do that <laughs> one. It was good, Tyler. We threw some eggs in the air fryer. Yeah, in the old, and after Michael been cooking his strippies in there for all week. <laughs> so he was like, these eggs come out with a crust. I was like, I don't <laughs> think they're supposed to have crust on the outside. I didn't clean the air fryer. So we didn't use those. Chicken nugget crust. <laughs> it had the strippy crust all over it. We had to wash that off and peel them. I didn't use those. I The, the, the winner was... The seven egg steamer that I got for Father's Day, and I think y'all spent like four dollars on it. <laughs> it was five. <laughs> was it five dollars for this? And it cooked a heck of an egg. It really did. It was perfectly peeled easy. And it they made had you this, twelve. I mean, that's a dozen. Yeah, double yeah, egg. Yeah, it would have done fourteen. Which who yeah. has a fourteen egg holder? I know. <laughs> Our tray holds a dozen. So that's what I did with those, and they were good. So oh, next. you know what made that so good? Besides, it was the blue plate mayo, Dijon mustard. And we took spicy garlic pickles. Yes. And ground them up. Which they ha- they're sweet. Yeah, they're sweet, spicy, and savory with the garlic. Yeah. And stuck them in a food processor and spun it and spun it and spun it and spun it until it turned it into like pickle relish. But it was the best tasting pickle relish ever. It was way better than any pickle relish know. you can get in a jar. Why hadn't we been doing that? I don't that? know. I don't know. That made, I mean, I was like, this was, man, you could just rejar that back up and sell it as pickle relish. <laughs> but it's so good because those, I mean, they're, it's crunchy. Doesn't have a lot of liquid in it. Yep. Like you get relish that's real watery. I don't like that on my hot dog or whatever I'm using it in. But that helps. So when you make deviled eggs, and we'll probably talk about this next week, but I don't like my deviled egg too runny. That's what messes one up. Mm-hmm. So you got to get that 
ratio right, but that's those were excellent. And that King Crawl in it really said. Yeah, yeah, King yeah. Crawl in it too. And then we did uh, the ham, the better than honey baked ham we already talked about. So those are coming out too. And I got to do. I'm going to do. I've got a few more lined up for TikToks to carry us through. And then we switch to Christmas. Then we switch to the holidays. Time for the it's trees the most to go time up. Of the year. Is it? Are you? Are you on Christmas mode? Um, like we're, me and Michael are going deer camp. Are you going to, like, we come back, it's going to be winter wonderland? I feel like I'm already behind. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Last year, I feel like our tree we was up here. We just put tarantulas and the pumpkins and stuff up <laughs> yesterday. Those just finally made it up the stairs to the attic. That's true. It was like October 28th. I came into work, and I was like, what the heck? And they, you were like, well, that's when the decorator we forgot to We forgot to book our tree <laughs> yeah, decorator we, this year, so it's going to be on y'all. Heck, yeah, we got <laughs> it. I don't do it. <laughs> I got you. Can you well, decorate? No, no, I do not. <laughs> no, I do not right? want them tr- touching the tree. <laughs> I thought we were having like a contest. Uh, Maybe that's, that's your it. door. Everybody like door. gets a door decorating contest. Yeah. I already got my plan. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you have your yours plan, Malcolm? Uh, last year I bought you one from Walmart and just taped it on. Yeah, that didn't do very good. <laughs> I need to come up with something better. Mine's very elaborate, and I'm kind of scared, but I'm gonna really? go for it. It involves. I just want like, it wrapped like a Christmas present or something. That wouldn't be too hard to do, would it? No. You're going to do it? They have people that wrap gifts for you. <laughs> <laughs> you just go buy it and you take it to the wrap department? That, that's the kind of person I need. So, no. With the Palmer home and everything, we're going to wait till next weekend to put up all Christmas. the Christmas decorations. Santa Claus is coming to the shop. They've already yeah. booked him. We are doing, so this is going to be cool. Um, we got a notification from, I guess it's the school doing it, like the middle school here in Hernando. They're, what's it called? The Helping Hunger to Hope. Hunger to Hope. Is that it? And so it's an organization that helps give kids food that you know that they need they don't have at home or whatever. And they send them home a bag of food on the weekend. Yeah, on the weekends. Get to the weekends. I thought that was it's great. It's like mac and cheese and easy stuff they can cook without having to use microwave stuff, yeah. a stove or an oven. Yeah. And so it's like a food drive, and we're going to do that. Um, like we always do, like free pictures with Santa Claus or whatever here at the shop. Or we did last year. We'll do that, but this year instead of you know we don't want to charge for it, but we're just asking people to bring something for the helping yeah, hand hunger, thing. Yeah. Or, hunger to hope. Hunger, hunger to hope. Helping yeah. hands. It's for you local. can break hamburger helper for hunger for hope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hamburger helper doesn't fall into the group. Oh, spam and viney weenies. Hey, I can get too. a case. I'm gonna bring a case of viney weenies. <laughs> Anything like that. Yeah. Anything microwavable, or you can just open it ramen. up. Ramen, so peanut we're talking butter. ramen. Yeah. Uh, mashed potato, mashed, instant mashed instant potatoes, potatoes you know, the macaroni and cheese cups, yeah. canned chili, viney sausages. You don't even have to eat heat those. <laughs> the spam. I, do you eat raw spam? Um, you, I, my mom always can. cooked spam, like fried it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it'd be very good in the microwave. We'll just focus in on yeah. the macaroni. And Sardines would be okay. <laughs> 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 they have a whole list of suggested yeah. okay. stuff. Soups. Yeah, soups, things yeah. like that. Well, that's what we're going to do. And we're actually going to have a box here to do that um, the holiday season yeah. and, and at the shop. So if anybody comes by the shop and y'all want to make a donation to the kids for that, bring something they can put in the microwave. Yeah. Or eat like crackers or something like that, stuff kids eat. What do kids eat? Takis and strippies? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what Ramen noodles. <laughs> that's about it. I love that you're calling them strippies now. <laughs> chips. Chips, yeah. yeah. But they're, they don't eat regular chips, Tyler. It's got to be like Takis or 
spicy. Yeah. Something spicier. I can't still on the mild or... version, the the Cheetos. I'm yeah. sure we'll get to talk about yeah, the flaming hot shit or none of that. You'll get it's there. coming. <laughs> well, Mount, we got a lot to do. We got, <laughs> <laughs> Let's cook this hog, right? Yeah, Sean? we got hogs. We got briskets. We got nacho cheese. And we got wings. We got a lot of stuff. Ham and all kinds of bread puddings and banana puddings and sides and, and stuff. drinks and. Anyway, we got a lot today. So. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. Uh, Shell, where can folks find us out on the internet tubes? <laughs> the world, that world wide web. That world wide web of things. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ, right? On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, YouTube. Let's say TikTok and TikTok, and TikTok. too. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. And- and make sure you guys check out the Let's Get to Cooking community where you guys can share all of your favorite turkey recipes or sides, pretty much anything food-related. You know, yeah. Ask um, questions ask, about your turkey. I yeah. thought we were going to get to some of those today, Tyler, so it will probably be good for next week. Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be time to do turkey questions. That way people will be prepared. Yeah, we might even post something and stuff and gather yeah. some and then answer some of the questions. That's a great idea. Cool. And then make sure you guys check out all Malcolm's favorite recipes on howtobbqright.com, and it's also available on the Google Play Store and Apple Store. That's right. Y'all go get you a jar of blue plate. You're going to need two or three of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got the last one the other day. Hey, Kroger. I got the last one at Kroger the other day. So They had plenty of Dukes. They better start stocking up. <laughs> if I have to buy Dukes, <laughs> I'd be highly upset. We'll get into that next time. So we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Hope everybody has a great weekend. And we'll see y'all next time. We gone.